Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. The main reason I have men write down their marital mission statements and their identity statements is to bring to the surface inaccuracies that so you don't have to. Let me give you an example of this. If I'm a man who's attempting to stay connected to God, if I'm a man who wants to be a good man in good standing with the Holy Ghost, and I pull out a piece of paper and I start writing, I would like to come home from work and sit and watch sports while my wife feeds me nachos in lingerie. I'm going to review that and take it to God and say, what do you think? And he's going to smack me on the back of the head and say, are you kidding me? And I'm all, is there something wrong with that? He's all, come here, let's take a walk to the back of the woodshed and we'll have a conversation about your mid-vision statement here. I'm all, so you're saying it's off. Do you really think a woman needs to be present for that butt-kicking session between God and his son? on his marital mission statement? Do you think a woman has to be the one who points out how idiotic that mission statement is? Okay, Ether 12, 27. If men come into me, I will show them how stupid their marital mission statement is. You don't have to, all right? But it is not uncommon for some of these men to not write it down so it's a secret. As a dude, write it down. I can't write that, I can't write that down. Why not? Because there's no way God's going to approve of that. So you want to take your wife on a journey to a place God doesn't approve of. Now, don't say it out loud, okay? Now you're going to make me look stupid. I'm all, dude, I don't need to make you look stupid, okay? You're doing that all on your own just fine. So ladies, one of the ways you can maintain a very healthy boundary is to say, please don't ask me to join you for a journey that you haven't even taken the time to write down so I can look at it. Is your marital mission statement written down? Have you ran it past God? Please, human male, do not show me a marital mission statement. You have not run past God. I don't need my eyes to be burned out reading something like that. Do you really want to read a man's mission statement says nachos and lingerie on Saturdays? No, you don't need to have that in your head. All right. The man may need to take his document to God. Do you remember how many weeks we spent on this back during the first 10 weeks of the Lazarus lectures? That's, this is why. This is why I say, write it, review it, revise it, take it to God. Man in the mountain. That's what you're doing in the mountain. You're writing it, you're reviewing it, you're revising it. You're writing it, you're reviewing it, you're revising. Okay. So think of yourself as a woman who's been uh, running a little shop on the, um, on the edge of Portugal. Some guy named Christopher Columbus comes to you and says, hey, how about you abandon your current life 
and join me on a boat in a high-risk situation. And you say, where are you going? And he says, haven't made my mind up yet. Do you say, that sounds great? Or do you say, I'd like to know? He's all, I have it in my head somewhere. Would you please write it down? I'm not sure you would want to come with me if I wrote it down. You're not sure I would want to come with me, you, if you wrote it down? Then I'm especially sure I do not want to take this journey with you. I really do want to do not want to take this journey with you. Is the potential passenger allowed to ask follow-up questions? Okay, how do you plan to provide provisions for this? What if you run out of food? What if this? Now let's take this back to a second or third or fourth date. The guy says, I plan to become a doctor. Oh, cool. Um, I'm just fascinated. How do you plan to pay for school? I heard about student loans and I think I can get $200,000 worth of student loans and work at 7-Eleven to pay it off. Oh, wow. That's amazing. What are you doing in your head? I'm not getting in that boat. Not, not, not getting in that boat. Or maybe the guy's got a track record of finding ways to pay things off really fast. Okay. This guy's not going to use 7-Eleven. Right. So what are you doing? And yes, ladies, I will join you with sadness and fear if as you're interviewing him, his vision is horrifying. But you do not declare that during this phase. Cognitive intimacy is not when you announce your opinion of their vision. You only ask questions and write it down. You may have to practice this. Some of you have very expressive faces. You can be shocked like, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Yeah, but your face says you're the dumbest man on the planet. Just taking notes. Just taking notes. What's one of the reasons you want your Foursquare listening tool there? Is so you can move your feelings onto paper instead of on your face. Okay, but if a man has done his work, it's think about the psychological preparation of Abinadi when he enters King Noah's. You know, I would share with you my visions, but I need a positive response from you to feel confident to share my whole vision. It's our responsibility as men to have done our work to bring the vision with as much confidence as Abinadi did when he knew he was going to get killed when he was done sharing the vision anyway. So, ladies, I am totally, think of how you would want your daughter to be on a second, third, or fourth date as she's listening to someone's vision. You would want her to be courteous. You would want her to be pleasant. You would want her to be kind. But nowhere in there do you want her to say, I love that idea. Sign me up. Put me in that boat. You would not say that. You would just be gathering, gathering, gathering information. And I, I do not recommend that you display all of your vision on the first visit. So if you're hearing from a guy and his goal is to go to Central Africa and be a doctor who fixed cleft palates, and you were planning to be a farm girl in Nebraska, and you just wanted to do the same thing every day, feeding chickens and growing wheat or whatever, and that was your favorite thing ever, there's not a really big reason for you to display all of your vision and dreams if they just contradict his. You would just go, okay, thank you for dinner. Thank you for lunch. I'm going to need to do a lot of thinking before I invest even more in this because I really don't want to go there. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together 
called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40-lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you will find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.